And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello to everyone. Yeah, I am in a different location because I got to move all around. But the man, the myth, the legend is in his studio, ready to go and ready to talk about the upcoming UFC fight with Peter Yan versus Marab Davlashvili. I love that name. Everyone in Georgia has got a Shvili on the end of their name. It's fantastic. We've got the Bellator coming up with Uzman Nurmagomedov defending his title and starting up the World Grand Prix in the lightweight division. That's going to be special, too. My man, what are you doing? Ah, oh, catching a real quick oh. yawn because it is here at 5 a.m. Because before we start our fight week for Bellator this week, there's a lot of stuff going on, man. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for this weekend. This is a good weekend of fights. This main event in the UFC is fantastic. Fantastic. Peter Yawn and Marab are going to be getting after it. And of course, I think the UFC, or not the UFC, but the Bellator main event is going to be spectacular. Along with the other fight that's in the lightweight division that's not getting as much love yeah, for this lightweight man, World Grand Prix. Good. I can't imagine that fight not being good. You got Alexander Shabli versus Tofik Mosayev. Two of them are just barn burner fighters. They are fantastic athletes and great stand-up fighters. I don't think either one of them are going to shoot. And if they do shoot, it'll be just to get the takedown real quick and then back out and let them stand back up. They're both fantastic fighters, man. Going to be a great fight. Yeah, it was funny because I was on my... Unfortunately, I had to go from Portland to Los Angeles to get to San Jose. But... While I had to sit in the thing, John Morgan comes into the lounge that I'm at. So we're sitting there talking. He goes, oh, I because he's up here in San Jose now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't wait for the Shabli versus yeah. Messiah fight. He goes, those two guys, that's going to be the fight. Mm-hmm. He goes, people are going to finally realize who they are and what they are. Mm-hmm. And I go, look at you. Look at the big head on John, man. Boom. He's got brains. Yeah, I like John. I just don't think that people are going to remember or really know who they are what they can do <laughs> it's just it just it, there's a double standard for for what bellator does and what the ufc does and it's it's consistent across the board but you know what though this is going to be a good fight it's gonna be a great night of fights you know the mvp in the guichi Yamauchi fight is very interesting to me because you have again another grappler versus the striker and but, but both thing, so good at those both ends of those spectrums they are but i think we saw with uh, Yamuchi, yeah. First oh. off, you can't do this shit. I'm on the same time as you. Yeah, I Look know, at this. I know. But yeah, nope. you, you're used to waking up like, a little, what, three hours earlier because you're on East Coast time. So <laughs> the sun's not even up yet, ladies and gentlemen, but we are here dedicated to our fans. Dedicated but, to our craft. But but to get back to the MVP and the uh, Yamuchi situation is, but with Yamuchi, he has been standing a lot more lately. And like like we've always said, He's a fighter that doesn't really go chasing takedowns. No, he doesn't. He lets the fight develop in front of him, and he'll stand until that person clinches with him, and then he takes you down or takes your back, and then it's over. So it's a, it's going to make for a very interesting fight. Will he stand pretty much the whole time until MVP tries to get a takedown on him, which MVP will never do that. So <laughs> I, no. I'm interested to see I'm how that all that. plans out. Plus, you got Lynn Vassell is on the card against Moldovsky. I mean, they came to San Jose. It's been a while since they've been to San Jose, which is my hometown. And they they brought a pretty good card, man. They got a, It's a very stacked card. The prelims oh, are stacked. Um, if you guys are going to watch the prelims or later on, look at Ceronio. Um, he is a fantastic fighter. He's on here Bobby as well. Bobby Ceronio. Yes. Really tough kid. The humble uh, warrior. Action 
action-packed, exciting. So, but uh, John, we we kind of dabbled a little bit into the cards already, but let's just jump right into the UFC so we can get into the whole fight card. Into can the we UFC. do that? UFC Fight Night. What? This is not two twenty-one. It's called what number seventy-seven now. Uh, or, it's or UFC Vegas seventy-one. Unfortunately, oh, 71. it's at the apex, but. 70 you know, I, I got to give them credit. I got to give the UFC credit. I got to give their matchmakers credit because normally you have a pay-per-view, which they did. And the next show is just doesn't have, you know, it's got a lot of people that, you know, are lower on the the spectrum of where the UFC is at and lower in the, the really hardly any rankings. You may get that main event has a couple of guys that are ranked, but this one. Ooh. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one actually is not at the Apex, John. It's um, it's at the theater at the Virgin Hotels. They're calling uh, it UFC Las Vegas. They're not calling it UFC Vegas 71. Uh, okay. okay. So they're actually going to put fans in there instead of just the couple that ring the sides of the Apex. That's good because well, that these guys deserve it and fight. they need it. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense for this fight. And I wonder how much the um, the effect has on fighters over the years. Of not fighting in front of fans. I mean, what kind of, how much it has affected their performances, their energy levels, all those things of fighting inside of, yeah. It's, it's basic, depends on the person. Some actually yeah. do better because it's like the gym. There's not the yeah. pressure of, you know, the fans and everything, but some don't do as well because they feed off of them. That's true. Possibly. I mean, for me, I was more, I really needed the crowd. I, I loved it. I loved yeah. fighting, but. Um, okay, let's jump right into this. Peter Yon versus Rob. How do you see this fight going there, John? You know, it's really the question is how does Peter Yon handle the pressure of Marab? Because Marab's got to come forward. Marab's not going to be the guy that's going to stand on the outside. He's mm-hmm. going to be pushing, pressuring Peter Yon towards the cage so he can get the takedown. And if he can get the takedown, Look, he's going to win this fight because he's very good at controlling on the ground. Not that Jan can't get up from him. He can, but he's going to have to work really hard to do it. And so I look at this and I go, how effective? And it was one of the questions that I would, you know, now that Dave said that, are they still using the 25-foot cage? Because at the apex, it would have been a 25-foot mm. cage. A little bit easier for Marab to, you know, get him towards the, the fence is it going to be a 30-foot cage at you know Virgin whatever, the theater that it's at? But Because that makes a difference. It makes yeah. a big difference in this fight. And I thought it was going to be the 25-foot. I thought it was at the apex. So uh, if it, if he has that 30-foot cage, that's going to help you out. It's going to make it a little bit tougher on Marab. But both guys can win this fight. Look, Marab's tough as hell. He's proved that over and over again throughout his career. And Jan is super good, so... It's a toss-up. It's a, who can implement their games, and can Peter Yan put enough shots on Marab that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to slow down, but he just does based upon the impact of what he's getting hit with. Mm-hmm. You know, the only concern that I have for Marab is that he does. I know he has the good top pressure, good control, but he doesn't have the submission threat as much as like someone like Aljo. That's true. And so when you when you're on top, are you just controlling? Are you riding him like Habib would ride him, like control, sit him to his hip, do some ground? Is he active enough to keep the ground and pound going to to have Peter Yan respect him in those positions? Um, if there's not really that big of a submission threat, Peter's gonna be able to try to like make space and get away. Or will the refs, as we saw in the last UFC pay per view, there was some I wouldn't say quick stand ups, but no. there was a lot more stand ups. 
and if, is that the is that the mentality that they're going to be looking to go forward on in some of these other fights? Because in this fight, if Marab's not staying busy, will they stand him up, which gives him even more opportunities? Uh, Peter Yan gives him more opportunities to get the job done against Marab. So there's a lot of if and ands, uh, you know, that need to be answered. You know, if, what happens if this does, and what will happen um, if this, and will they do this if it's not happening? So yeah. uh, there's there's a lot of things that. that that could possibly happen. I look for Peter to see a better version of Peter Yan than we did against Aljo in the second fight. Um, he's got to stop with the, um, when someone has control on his back, just hanging out, just thinking he's, it's fun. It's okay. No, no, no. There's no time for that. Like you're letting seconds, you're letting, you know, minutes slip away. The rounds slip away. You can't afford to do that. You've got to have a sense of urgency to get your, to get your back cleared you know, to get back up to your feet, you've got to have that sense of urgency. And so, uh, he is a fantastic fighter, but someone I think just told me yesterday to remain nameless because I know he, he's a manager for some other fighters is that he said, look, if Peter Yan loses, I think he's done. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's done. They're like, well, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't see him really making another run of the title. And that might possibly be it because John, we've talked about this is that some fighters, they get up to the top. They worked really hard to get there. And once they, they lose that, they fight still hard to stay there. But if yeah. they drop one or two more, they're done. They just kind of fall off into the abyss. And uh, I mean, is that where is that kind of where you were thinking that he's at? What do you think? I don't think so. I don't think yeah. so either. Thank you. I don't think so. It's a matter of it. I don't think if he, if he loses, I, obviously he's going to drop down. Mm-hmm. But then he'll fight, you know, mm-hmm. you know, guys that, you know, that are, I don't want to say lesser competition, but, you know, not quite as capable as the guys in that top position there. He'll get some wins back and he'll be back. So I don't, I don't see that happening. I think, uh, he's too good. And you mm-hmm. know, you know, people sit there and say, Oh, he's lost, you know, he lost to Aljo twice or whatever. And did that dude, he's good. The guy, yeah. you watch how he does stuff. He's freaking good. People forget mm-hmm. real fast. Yeah. And, and, you know, I really enjoy watching. Davlashvili, I think he's fantastic. You know, so this is a great main main event. You know, especially coming off of that damn uh, the pay per view, boy, they put a great main event on it with this one. Yeah. Uh, next, you have Alexander Volkov versus Alexander Romanov. Yeah, you look at this one. This is the the real question of does Volkov, you know, set him up in the stand up with his length and keep him off of him, or does Romanov get the takedown? And if he gets the takedown, he's going to maul Volkov. Volkov is, you know, shown that his, you know, the the route to victory against him is normally take him to the ground, pound on him, and he's going to end up having problems in the fight. Uh, Romanov is a guy that can do that. He's got to, you know, he's a he's a good fighter. His last, I think it was his last fight wasn't, you know, wasn't his norm. But that's what happens when you're going up in the the rankings and and getting, you know, tougher opponents. But Volkov has got to keep his distance. He's got to use, you know, he can use the clinch at times because he's got he's got that length and that height where he can land knees easily in the inside. But Romanov needs to get the takedown. If he wants to win this fight, got to get the takedown. Yeah. Uh, Dave, can you scroll up for me, please? But, yeah, I look at the, the Volkov fight. Like you said, the story is can he keep the fight on the feet? Can he use that tip kick, that push kick, all of those things to keep him at bay, the long jab, the long combinations. Romanov just got to move his head offline, cover the distance, stay in close. I think even in close in terms of the clinch, 
doing the dirty work against the fence. I think he'll have some success. He should be able to get him down. Will he be able to hold him down? That's the other question. Because when guys like Volkov, guys like MVP, guys that have are been known for their stand-up, they're also really good. Paul Daly was really good at it, even though he's got a, a lot of losses to good wrestlers. But, man, he made those wrestlers work. He was so good at getting back to his feet because they know that's all they have to do is get back to my feet and I can knock you out. Yep. And so Volkov is spectacular at getting back to his feet. It's just when you put his back flat to the ground. So that's if you're watching this fight. Every time Volkov's back is flat to the ground, he's struggling. He's having a very difficult time. When he's on his side or when his back's to the fence or any of those things, there's a good possibility that he's going to be able to get up because they have such long arms, such long legs. You know, giving you the Heisman down my legs and then <laughs> so turning my body, turning my body, being able to, you know, get my one knee clear and get back up to my feet is going to be key. So, um, yeah, that's going to be it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be an interesting fight, though, because Romanoff's going to have to get this fight to the ground. Uh, you've got Nikita Krylov versus Ryan Spann. This was the main event and now got pushed uh, to this card. Now yep. they're they're not even the co-main event, which is really weird to me. I thought it was weird, too. I thought, why? Why did you have that? That was a main event. And now you're going to put it not even as the co-main. I thought that was a little strange. It's going to be a little different than the fact that it's three rounds instead of five rounds now. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it really It's a matter of peaking for that fight and then dropping it down a little bit and trying to bring it back up. That's not easy to do. Uh, Krylov being that he was sick. You know, maybe uh, it's not quite as good for him as it's going to be for Span, but I, I'm really looking forward to seeing Ryan Span. Mm -hmm. You know, after his last performance and the way that he was talking about, this is the first time I've ever really trained for fight. Well, mm -hmm. the good I want to see now is it true? Because if he gets rid of Krylov the way he did in that last fight with his last opponent, man, that that dude's going to be good because he has got some skills. Yeah, I look at Ryan Spann, though, a little bit of an emotional roller coaster. How does he deal with that? You know, because yeah. like he was almost in tears uh, yeah. when they had talked about the fight being pushed or the fight being canceled. My team's put in so much work. I put in so much work. And the other thing, though, too, is that Krylov, if he is able to get a takedown or two, that will change how Ryan Spann fights this fight. He will fight a little bit more cautiously. I don't think Krylov's going to really work too hard for the takedowns. I think he will threaten them, but I don't think he'll work too hard for them. This will be on the feet. Unless he starts to fill Ryan Spann's power, oh, he's going to work for the thirty seconds. He's going to work. You think for the so? Takedown. Yeah. I, I, he's he's pretty confident on the feet. I wouldn't say confident on the feet, but he's someone he's that kind of just throws. Yeah, he, he's competent. That's the other yeah. word I was looking for. Uh, I don't I don't know, man. Like some guys, when you look at Ryan Spann, he has that that fear factor. I look at him like, yeah, I'm not sure I want to be standing with this guy. He's got the type of power he's got and power like length. Yeah. And, and that's why when you look at it, you know, Krylov is in that position of, well, where's the best route mm -hmm. to victory here? Well, it's pretty simple. The best route is put him on his back, make it to where he can't hurt you with that power and make it to where you can do damage to him. And Krylov has got, he's got decent wrestling. He's got the ability to take people down. He's done it in the past, you know, mm -hmm. multiple times. So I look and think, I think Krylov is going to look and say, oh, yeah, I'll use my stand-up and I'll get inside. But if I get the opportunity to take him down, that's where he's going. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo Ramos versus Austin Lingo. What do you think? Man, I, I don't know about this fight. You know, uh, Lingo, good young fighter, got a you know nice record and stuff. But Ricardo Ramos is tough. He's talented. It's just that I've seen him fight so good at times, and then I've seen him fight kind of lackluster. 
So we're going to see. I'm going to see you know what he brings in this. But that's a really a good matchup. You know, John, uh, this is another fight that I was really shocked that it was so far far down. Is not the Ricardo Ramos and Austin Lingo but it's Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Jonathan Martinez. Yeah. How is I mean they're they're the number ten, so I'm assuming they're opening the the show. But it was I was surprised it was down this low. I mean I would have put it probably right up there by span and up there probably just one more fight up I guess when I start looking at it. Yeah. I'm not big on heavyweights though, like Volkov versus Romanov. I would have had that possibly <laughs> not opening the show, but I would have had it probably around the Ramos versus Lingo and then maybe moving Lingo down to open the show. But I look at this fight with Saeed Nurmagomedov. Very, very fast, very explosive, really good all the way around. A lot more wrestling-centric, but has that Taekwondo-style stand-up. He's a fun fighter, really good at pressing to the fence. That Just the speed that he brings to the table at Bantamweight. I mean, he, and Jonathan Martinez, very composed, very just walks you down, heavy kicks. Yep, good, very, good stand-up. Very good technician on the feet. I mean, like, he's fantastic. And um, this is good. I think this is going to be one of those fantastic fights. I look at Martinez. Oh, my God. Got a very, I know, man. It's, <laughs> it's catching up to me, John. It's catching up. I know it's going to be a long week, too. So oh, it is. I'm, I'm glad we filmed these early and we get them out, man, because, man. Uh, but Jonathan Martinez is so good, so spectacular. Who was Jonathan Martinez's last fight there, Dave? Can you look, look on that for me? Oh, fuck. But I believe he had a really good performance his last fight, I believe. Cub yeah. Swanson. Cub Swanson. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was a very, very awesome performance. He fought his ass off, fought a great performance. He's got heavy kicks, like I was saying. I'm looking forward to no, uh, seeing what he what he can do against Saeed Nurmagomedov. Yeah. Uh, back to the card, Dave, for me. <sighs> All right. So um, uh, I'm looking at this. In terms of name value, but we got Vitor Petrino versus Anton Tur- Turkology. Tur- I can't even say his last name. <laughs> Turkovaj. Um, Turkovaj. Is it Turkovaj? <clears throat> I think so. Turkovaj. Tur- maybe. Turkovaj. It's T U R K A L G J. Eight and one though. Turkoj. I mean, who- Anton's got a pretty good redder, so eight and one. And then you've got uh, Vitor Petrino versus he's seven and zero. Oh. Yeah. Hey, he's undefeated. Good fight. Light, light heavyweight. So, um. What do you think on that? I look at it and I think Petrino's got right now, he's on a confidence high. He believes he can beat anybody. He's been looking good. Um, I have only watched Anton fight one time. Mm-hmm. And he's tough. And he's he's a gamer. So it's a good matchup. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if he's got the full skill set to stay with Petrino. Got it. Rafael Sansal versus Davy Grant. That's a good a- fight. Davy Grant's Davy Grant is a battler, and really the question is: is how far has Rafael dropped down? Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously you know he's gotten older and the skill sets you know starting to you know slow down. His speed is slowed down a little bit, and that, that's caused him some problems. Davy Grant's going to be in the middle of his face. Can a Sun Tzu take the fight to the ground at times? Put Davy in positions where he has to work his way mm-hmm. out. That would help him get the win. If he doesn't, I see Davy Grant walking away with it. Yeah, as I'm looking through these prelims here, I like Ariana Lipsky versus J.J. Aldridge. That should be a good fight. Yeah, that's a good one. So the two of them going back and forth on this. But Lipsky's coming off. I think she's coming off of a loss. Can you just click on her again? I thought she had a loss her last fight. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. How you doing? 
You said Lip- yeah, li- oh, Lipsky. Yeah, Lipsky. Oh, you can't click on it? No, there we go. I got it. I was pressing oh, got it. the wrong button. Yeah, she's coming off her loss against uh, Cachoeira. So, Priscilla. Yeah. So, she's coming off a loss there for TKO to punches. Like I said, it wasn't a great performance, but JJ, <clears throat> someone who's well-rounded, can get this fight. The two of them getting after but Lipsky's got to get back on track, man. So, you know, she had her a good performance against Mandy Baum, and then she lost to De La Rosa. She lost to Shevchenko and to Antonina, not, uh, not yeah, Valentina. Yeah. But, uh, you know, she's had great moments, and then she's lost one or two. And then she's had great moments, and then she's lost one or two. She's got to get a consistency coming through. Lipsky does, and, and she's, not, um, she's not getting any any favors by getting JJ. Look at I think no. JJ's getting better all the yeah. time because JJ really you know, lived off her stand up and had problems at the ground. She doesn't have those same problems anymore. No, she's very difficult to take down now, and she's a volume attacks you know specialist. She comes after you and she throws a ton of shots. Which you have to deal with, and mm-hmm. I, I look at it, and I, I don't know, you know, how the, the odds maker is going to look at it. But I think JJ Aldridge is the favorite in this. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I mean, possibly. It depends. It depends. Like I said, because Lipsky's so up and down, it depends yeah. on which one shows up. So. True. All right. Well, hey, that is uh, there any other gotta, fights you gotta, on here? You got to talk. Yeah, there was a uh, Tony Gravely is taking on uh, Victor Henry, and. Uh, that is Tony Gravely yeah. being a wrestler. Henry is a phenomenal stand-up, fun mm-hmm. to watch. I think that's actually a good it's, – it's early in the prelims, but that's going to be a great one. Yeah, it's number fight. three on the night. And then you've got Bruno Silva versus Tyson Nam. You've got Carlston Harris versus an unknown fighter. So well, That unknown dude is tough. <laughs> he is a son of a bitch, man. <laughs> he is a son of a bitch. I think he's still undefeated, or he always pulls out. I know, that unknown fighter guy. <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap up our UFC talk that's going on this weekend. Let's move right into Bellator 292 here in San Jose at the SAP Arena. It'll be on Friday night. So for those of you guys trying to watch on Showtime on Friday night, the prelims will be on YouTube, on the Bellator YouTube. You can check them out there. So to start off the lightweight World Grand Prix, actually it is not starting off the lightweight World Grand Prix. It's the main event. The earlier fight will be starting off the lightweight World Grand there Prix. There you go. But this will be the first title defense of uh, Usman Nurmagomedov. And I've been able to watch him train at AKA quite a bit. Seen his sparring, seen his wrestling, seen his grappling. All of these things. He's 16-0. and uh, He's been dominant in the gym. And I know we're just talking about the gym. But, uh, you know, and, you know, you're bringing in fighters. You're bringing in uh, people to, for him to spar with. Uh, he's been sparring a lot with Adam Piccolotti. Adam, you know, can switch. He goes left-handed. He goes right-handed, but he mainly stays left-handed. He's got good takedowns, good leg kicks. Got good, you know, his stand-up's not spectacular, Adam Piccolotti's, but Usman made it look, you know, at, at times, in the way he mixed it up, made it look easy. Then there's some areas that Adam gave him a hard time with, and some of those areas are areas that Benson is very successful in, and um, it's going to make for a very interesting fight because, they're, the name Nurmagomedov is synonymous Can you say with that again? the yes with the <laughs> wrestling, but he's got fantastic wrestling. But it's very rare do you see him use it. It's rarely does he use this on the regular. He will threaten the takedown, but then he'll let yeah. the space go. He'll control the top position, or he'll back out and get away and get back up to his feet where he feels a lot more comfortable. Yeah. How but do you he, see this? But he fight does use play it. out. Yeah, he does, and, no, he, he, does. and he uses it. Usually at a time that is very smart, 
uh, he gets he has his opponent in a position where they think it's just going to be all stand up, and then they try to you know come in on him, and all of a sudden he's dropping levels. He gets into him. He's got good wrestling. <laughs> Anyone who sits there and goes, "Oh well, you know, he's, you know, his wrestling is average." No, it's not. It's fucking no. good. And uh, Benson is Benson's in that position where you look and you go, "Wow." You know, all the fights, all of this time, everything. And he's still, you know, fighting well. But it, it, when when you take a look at who he's fighting, he's always in tough fights. You know, the easiest fight he's had was his last fight. You know, if you're going to be honest, against Queely, mm-hmm. um, as far as rankings and everything like that. And Queely is, you know, that guy who is very volume-oriented, tough fighter, you know, got uh, very good control in the fight. But Benson hasn't been the Benson that we saw, you know, of the past. He's slowed down a little bit. Now, it's not that he's slow, but he's slowed down a little bit. And there's a little bit of variance there. And I think Benson's going to have problems with the length and the stand-up of Usman. It's Benson needs to get the fight to the ground. Usman yeah. doesn't need to. No. But Benson does. So the question is, can Benson? Because if Benson does, he can be successful with this. He's he got he's got very solid you know grappling skills and he's he does have the threat of submissions from a variety of positions and everything so this is really one of those ones one guy has to get the fight to the ground one guy doesn't both of them are competent on the ground uh, I think Benson is obviously more skilled on the ground overall he's the better pure grappler than uh, Usman but in the stand up I. I got to give Usman's got the better overall skills. He's got the length. He's got a beautiful jab. His kicks are very, um, you know, technical. Yeah, yeah, very technical in the way he does. And he throws a beautiful, you know, he throws, you know, just beautiful changes of it. He throws that question mark kick incredibly well, almost Luke Rockhold like, mm-hmm. where, you know, that can catch you because if you start getting hit to the legs a lot and all of a sudden, you know, that he takes that and he brings it up, you got problems. But, you know, Usman's the champion and he's going to be the favorite in this fight. Benson's got to come up with a way to work his way into the clinch, get him to the ground, and make him work past his comfort zone. Yeah, I look at, you said Benson's slowing down. Benson was never really an extremely fast fighter. You know, he had he would kill you a little bit with a more output in terms of that he could do it everywhere. He could clinch yeah. you, he could box you, he could dirty box you, he could try to take you down, he could mix it up in any direction. Now, he was never a, a, a volume fighter either, though. He wasn't someone that came out and just threw a ton of strikes at you. You know, he kind of always just kind of cruise control. <clears throat> well, in this fight, he can't afford to do that. Because the faster, longer fighter and they will pick you apart from the outside will be Usman. He is he's a lot faster than he looks, I think, on TV. Because when I've seen him up close in sparring, he's extremely fast. Yeah. And then he uses that, that reach and that range, whether it's his long jab, whether it's his long straight left, whether it's uh, his long kick. All of those things he does very well. And when you rush in, when you try to move in and close that distance, he's very good <clears throat> at hitting his trips. So he'll get right up to the clinch. He'll throw the knee. He'll hit you with the... the the little step behind knee tap or the trip or or he'll go ahead and just basically scoop up a single as fast as he can and take you for a ride. So he's got a lot of little things that he likes to do when you close in too much. When you close that distance too much, he's quick at getting into that takedown if he needs. He threatens the takedown to break your balance and then goes right back to making space and, and letting the striking go. He's a phenomenal fighter. Um, it's where I think 
sometimes when I've seen just from the sparring, and that might just be from tired being tired sometimes, you know, against guys, is that he can sometimes relax in areas that he shouldn't relax. And Benson's been known to go ahead and capitalize on those areas throughout his career. You know, and he's been able to control a fight and still around when you, you shouldn't, you can't be allowing around to be stolen in, in this situation like this. This is a five round fight because it's a title fight, but all the lightweight world grand prix fights will be five rounds. So as the next fight that we're going to talk about is Tofik Mosai versus Alexander Shabi, which I don't think you're going to need five rounds for this fight, but this is the fight that I cannot wait to watch when they announced when Coker had told me, Hey, Josh, we're thinking about putting this fight in the first round. I was like, why? Why would oh, you no, put this absolutely. fight in the first round? Why? Absolutely. Like, I was like, why can't why, it, this fight could probably end up in the semifinals or in the finals? He's like, what happens if they don't what make it? When it and I was like, I was like, ah, oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. Never mind. I said, well, we make That's... it later on down the road. He's like, no, 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 no. It, it doesn't mean as much when it's later on down the road. It means as much right now. And I'm like, damn, you're right. Damn it. This is why you're the promoter. You get paid the big bucks. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I thought it was the fight to put together because yeah. you have two guys that are so, you know, just outstanding in that one skill set. Not that, mm -hmm. look, Shabley's got wrestling. He will take you down and everything, but he uses his wrestling more as, an, as a defense to stay on his feet because his boxing and his stand-up is so sharp. And he's got good kicks, too. I don't want to say anything about, you know, mm -hmm. oh, he doesn't have kicks. He's got good kicks. More, <sighs> Messiah is different. He's got an aggression to him. And when he decides to explode, and he's fast, when he decides to go, man, he puts shots on people. And mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how Shabli, who likes to counter, how he tries to counter what Tofik Messiah brings. Because I, I do see that Messiah is the more aggressive fighter. Messiah is the guy that tries to, you know, create situations and look for knockouts where Shabli doesn't look for knockouts. Shabli looks to put his hands on you and eventually he'll knock you out, mm -hmm. you know, and, which is smart. It's that's why he's such a good fighter. And what's he got? 22 wins. I want to say. Yeah. Shabli's 22 and three and Tofik Mosaev is 20 and four. Yeah. So yeah, this is a great matchup. You know, you, you could, you could tell by the, you know, just the way Mosaev, you know, took out Sydney outlaw in, in his first fight in Bellator. Fast, 18, 18 and that's seconds. what he does. That's yeah, what he does all the time. He does these blitzes, and man, if you can't handle the blitz that he brings, and he does bring it, you're gonna have problems. So this is a great stylistic matchup as far as striker versus striker, but they go about it in a different fashion. Alexander Shabby, like you said, is a counter striker. I've sparred with him. I've worked with him. I've wrestled with him. He's a fantastic fighter. He's good at anti-wrestling, as I should say. Is that yeah. He will try to stuff your takedowns, keep it on the feet. He's got a fantastic leg kick slash calf kick. He has a lot of what George Masvidal used to do because their main training partners are each other. And so his sparring partner is Masvidal. Masvidal's main sparring partner has been Alexander Shabli, or at least one of them. Yeah. <clears throat> the two of them have very similar styles in terms of how they roll their shoulder, how they load their uppercuts, how they throw their combinations. Uh, Shabli's really kind of taken after what Masvidal had done with the calf kick, the inside leg kick, the little body kick, all of those things. He's got nasty, nasty kicks. But I look at where Tofik Masaev can excel is with the speed. And like you were saying, I think Mosaev is the faster fighter. He just puts you with barrage of punches and try to get you out of there like he did with Sydney Outlaw. But in this fight, John, it's only going to take, I think, like one, maybe two takedowns to really get Mosaev to kind of take a step back and go, okay, look, now he wants to wrestle a little bit. 
I've got to be very cautious and careful how I blitz him, how I come in with my shots. Because if I fight reckless and careless, I can end up on bottom losing this fight. And this will be a five-round fight. Yeah. But in this, <clears throat> Shabli, I think, to me, is the better jiu-jitsu practitioner after grappling with him and understanding like what, what areas that he likes to threaten certain submissions. Even though this was years ago that I trained with him, it was about probably, I'd say, about four years ago. He's, I'm sure he's evolved a lot more since then, obviously, on the ground. <clears throat> but the submissions that they tend to feel very comfortable with, those don't normally really change. You know, there's certain submissions that they really, they really like to attack when they feel good on the, from the top position. Tofik, a lot of his losses have come by the submission. You know, when he fought, uh, uh, Satoshi. Yeah. <clears throat> and when he lost to the rising champion, Satoshi was the com- being comfortable on the ground is not exactly where he is the most comfortable. So I think if you threaten that takedown or two, I think Shab is going to be able to control those top positions. But every round starts on the feet, which makes this fight extremely exciting. Yeah, that's a good one. <clears throat> The next fight, Valentin uh, Moldovsky versus Linton Vassell. The heavyweights are banging at it with each other. Vassell, man, <clears throat> he's he's a lot better at heavyweight. At 205, he was struggling to make the weight. He's just way better at heavyweight. And then you got Moldovsky. But where Moldovsky excels is where the areas that Linton Vassell has problems. The speed on the feet is where Linton Vassell is going to have problems. Moldovsky's pretty fast on the feet. He can stop takedowns. He's hard to take down. He's, he's one of those hybrid, like we like to call him as heavyweights. He's a smaller heavyweight. Rocks around about 232, 235. Yep. Not a big heavyweight. Short, a little bit shorter in stature, but man, just walk around like a little bowling ball. <laughs> and it's going to be hard to get him to the ground. And when I, when I, when I see the things that Moldovsky can do, Lynn Vassell is going to have his hands full. Now, in all of those things being said, Lynn Vassell, yes, it is. You are yes, I do know that. But what I'm saying is that Litton Vassell, though, on top, Litton Vassell on top, I think has a great chance of winning this fight. Oh, no doubt about it. You know, and the, and the real thing is, you know, when Litton Vassell, this was, I think, this was Litton Vassell's first fight in Bellator at heavyweight, mm-hmm. and he came in huge, and it was too much weight for him to carry. He wasn't used to carrying that weight, and he got he got tired in that fight, and yeah. And, Moldovsky was able to just ragdoll him around. He's not going to be able to ragdoll him the same way. I agree with you completely. The stand-up is where Linton has got to really execute well because speed is a difference. Linton is not a fast fighter, Mm -hmm. but Moldovsky is. And so in the stand-up, Moldovsky likes to move his feet. He likes to get in and out. And he's going to look at doing this fight very similar to the way he did the first one. Linton's got to be able to take one of those opportunities when he when Moldovsky likes to move to push him towards the cage and then get into that clinch because in the clinch he can do really well <clears throat> he can put a lot of weight on him he is super strong yeah. and he can wear Moldovsky down because we've seen Moldovsky get a little bit tired at times based upon guys that are big now size wise Linton's going to look a lot bigger but he's not going to weigh he's probably going to weigh about you know 10 to 15 more pounds Mm-hmm. than Moldovsky but he's going to come in in shape ready to go and like you said if he gets in the top position he gives everyone problems when he is on top he's got very good grappling very good base you got to figure you know he's working out you know he's been working out forever with guys like Gilbert Burns and and you know being instructed by him and stuff the guy can grapple he's got mm-hmm. good submissions <clears throat> I know he lost the first one and you're going to have to say, you know, is he 
possibly the underdog in this? Yeah, he's probably yeah, the underdog. So. But he's got a very good chance of winning this fight. No, I agree. I definitely agree. It's going to be a fun fight. Now, I'm going to skip on down. We've got some fights that are in there. They put it there in that position because it is going to be the TV position where they may end up having some fights after the after the main card. But the next fight I want to talk about is Julius Anglicus against uh, Yag Shemiradov. This, this should be a fun fight. you got two guys that like to stand. Neither one really likes to wrestle. Yag Shemiradov with big power, a big overhand right. He's known to be on a lot more speed than Julius, but Julius, very defensive fighter, very calculated in his decisions but finds ways to get wins he's somebody that will walk Yogshmiradov down he will try to touch him with the jab keep his defense up not get knocked out and he'll just stay biggie on the right hand blocking the overhand right and then he'll just try to counter get into the clinch with some knees he'll have this is going to be a fun fight between the two of them because there's a lot at stake both of them need to start making their way back up towards those title shots yeah, and um, they were both knocking on the door and just didn't get it done. So now they are um, they are trying to get back on track and they're trying to get back into that title talk. <coughs> Excuse Bless me. Bless you. Bless you. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I look at this and Gliskis is very boxing centric, if you want to mm-hmm. say, and uses very straight shots. Yeah, doesn't you know? It's not that he's not. Okay, now I'm done. Thank you. It's it's not that he, he he does have speed, but he's not super fast. But he looks fast with his hands because he throws a lot of straight shots. Yag Shemirov is fast, and he's got a lot of movement, a lot of big looping shots though. And so, and Gliskis can do damage by throwing those straight shots down the middle as Yag Shemirov is trying to land those big powerful looping shots. It's really going to be the you know the question: How does Yagshemirov deal with? And I'm going to say it: the size of Anglickskis because mm-hmm. they're going to look like they're in two different weight classes. Anglickskis yeah. is huge in the light heavyweight division. Yagshemirov is looks more like a middleweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you go back to the the fight that he had against Nemkov and Glitzkis, he sat Nemkov to his ass in that first one of the first couple exchanges yeah. in the first round. And everyone's right. like, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? And then, you know, and then Nemkov, Nemkov got it all together and was able to come back and just put a dominating performance over on Glitzkiss. But, yeah. um, I mean, both of these guys match up extremely well. What concerns me is with Yags, right, he sometimes will not have a ton of output. He'll, like, he'll circle, circle, stay away, wait for you to open up a little bit, and then he'll throw a big shot. One, two, maybe shots, and then a big leg kick, and then maybe one, two shots. So he doesn't have extreme. He doesn't have like an extremely amount, an extreme amount of output. Whereas Julius and Glitzkis will just walk you down and just touch yep. you, touch you, touch you, touch you, touch you, That's and it. then yep. and eventually he'll try to get you out of there. Um, Josh Hill and Cass Bell should be a fantastic fight, and then Eric Perez versus Enrique Barzola. That's, that's Those good. two fights. Those two fights. I feel like they're going to be fantastic fights. Yeah. Barzola against Perez, that's a fun fight. Both guys go after it. Barzola's got a gas tank that just is, you know, unlimited. The guy mm-hmm. does not get tired, keeps putting pressure on you. Perez, very good everywhere. Uh, I don't know if he can handle the wrestling and pressure of Barzola. Mm-hmm. He's going to end up underneath him, and if he ends up underneath him, it's going downhill fast. Yeah, I saw Barzola spar this uh, last probably last three weeks. Um, he's in shape, obviously. He's always in shape, but uh, what he he's been working on some new things, 
And I'm really looking forward to seeing if he's able to pull this out and, and during a fight. He's been working a lot, you know, um, on some stuff that I think will be tailor made for someone like Eric Perez. And I think there was a little bit of going back to the drawing board after his fight, um, against Magomed Magomedov and just understanding like, look, I've got to make some changes. Everyone understands I'm just going to be a pressure fighter, pressure fighter, but I've got to have some substance behind my threats of just not just walking you down. And so I'm looking forward to seeing how he kind of comes out and performs during this fight, especially in San Jose training out of AKA. There's going to yep. be a huge AKA fan base there that comes out. So should be, should be a good night for him, hopefully. And, uh, Get back into his winning ways. Good for him. That's going to wrap up our Bellator talk. Dave, what kind of news have you got for us? Um, so what we're going to do, um, I'm going to let you guys talk a little bit here, and then we'll roll mm -hmm. into Umar, our um, interview with Umar. Okay. Uh, but, you know, before we get started on any of the news talk and any of that breakdown, we want to thank you guys that have joined our OnlyFans account. So OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. Head on over there. Look, we are doing a fan Q&A. There'll be a lot of behind the scenes footage this week. So go to OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. You guys can submit your fan questions there. We're only taking fan questions now from our OnlyFans account. This is for you guys, to for us to be more directly related to our fans. So this is why they call it OnlyFans. We're trying to get only our fans there, our top fans there. They really want to be part of this podcast. And we're going to start doing our fan questions out of there. And uh, there's only going to be a lot of behind-the-scenes footage, like I said, for Bellator this week. And uh, there's going to be a lot of fighters that are there. And speaking of fighters that we're going to probably, or not probably, that we will for sure see there is Umar Namagomedov. And John and I were able to, to catch up with him. But John's going to go ahead and lead us right into this interview because we had a great time with this young man. Fantastic well, fighter. Let's be honest. His brother, Usman, is going to be fighting. But you're taking a look at guys here, Josh. Both of them right now, 16-0. And there is no doubt in my mind, Umar Nurmagomedov at 16-0 in the UFC. You're looking at a guy, I think, was he somewhere around 11 right now in the rankings, which is, mm -hmm. okay, he's going to be a champion. This He's mm -hmm. got all the right tool sets. He's got the right mentality. He's got the right discipline. He does things the right way. He's just a freaking winner, and nobody wants to fight him. He has you know, it's it's not only the fact that he's got that last name; it's the fights that he's put on. Everyone is seeing. Oh, if you're ranked above him, you don't want to take him on. It's like, why do I want to fight him? Let me fight, let me fight a guy closer to me. He's he's at eleven. I'll fight number three. Nope, he's coming, and that's all I gotta say is he's coming. And look out, we had a great interview with Umar Nurmagomedov. Well, we are lucky enough to have one of the baddest men on the planet, a guy who is ranked way lower than he should be because he is 16-0 and 0 right now. He is lighting up the Bantamweight, and Josh and I are always talking about right now, the Bantamweight division is the division that is the hot division in all of MMA. We have got the man Umar Nurmagomedov. What is up, my brother? What's up? Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> We're gonna have to start having John introduce you at your fights with that That's type it. of <laughs> Uh you're ranked number eleven right now, you know, and you've been having a hard time uh getting Ridiculous. Some and you're kind of running into that same problem that Habib had and that Islam had, and people just don't want to fight you because of the style which you bring, also the conditioning, the cardio, the pressure, the wrestling, the kickboxing, everything. You're you're a complete fighter. Um, what, why thank do you, you think, thank you so much. Thank why you, do you Josh. think, why do you think that is? Why do you think you're having these problems? You know, 
you know what interesting then what? they will say they will talk to he, he he didn't fight with nobody in right king how i can fight if nobody don't fight with me if nobody take take this fight what i can do nothing and it's tough. I, I've, I've made the same john i've made the same argument though for islam because everyone said oh how is he getting a title shot for the for the title when he hasn't fought anyone his best guy is sarukian or his best guy is this fighter i said because all those guys don't want to fight him He's been he's he he's on he's on Twitter he's on social media like you are now asking for fights. Ricky Simone and I just got into it, and I like Ricky as a person, but we got into it a little bit on Twitter because I said you know he had his fans, his fans were chirping at you know at me, going yeah well why doesn't why doesn't uh, Umar call out Ricky? I said well I said well why doesn't Ricky just say hey he wants that fight call the UFC? Then Ricky gets on there and goes well I'm not a matchmaker I'm already matched up and I said. <laughs> Well then, tell your fans if your fans don't know you're matched up, and they got to stop replying to me. <clears throat> but that's that would be the next fight down for you because Ricky Simone is number he's ranked number ten. You're ranked number eleven. But John and I have been looking through these <clears throat> through the bantamweight uh, rankings for the UFC. You got Pedro Munoz at number nine. You got Song Yudong at number eight. You've got Dominic Cruz, which I know you just expressed some interest in fighting him as well as of recently. Yeah, that, and, ain't, that ain't happening. At number seven, right now. yeah, I know Dom's. Not, we we kind of know Dom's in a position in his career. You know this that Dom's in a position in his career <clears throat> that fight doesn't for him doesn't make sense. <clears throat> and you look at then you go number six is Rob Font. Number five is Corey Sanhagen. Tell me about Cor Corey Sanhagen. I know you like that fight. What about Corey I, motivates you? I like this fight because of. Uh, uh, Style because of he he striking me striking, but uh, I I think if I will fight with him I will stand up with him three minutes but after I will take him down and try to finish him mm -hmm. <laughs> always in every round I will try to take him down and finish him try to finish him and if we talk about uh, names like dream fights like with who I I really want fight I think. Jose Aldo retired. This is impossible. Uh, and but still, Dominic Cruz, this guy legend. Or mm -hmm. if DJ T, DJ Dillashaw will come back, I want this fight too. These two guys, like uh, they was champions. They was like uh, they they toughest. But they now like uh, now this little bit older. I think that's why everybody will say. This is not his prime. This is not mm -hmm. like we don't know how you will fight with him uh, if there was his prime. You understand? Yeah. We, you had, we watched your cousin Habib start coming up through the ranks and he got to a place exactly like you where everyone looked and said, No, I'm not. If I'm, I'm ranked above, there's no reason for me to fight him. Let me, let me take this guy because everyone knew how good he was. And they knew how tough of a fight he would be for them. The style wasn't going to match up well for him. And so they avoided him until he became the champ. Then everyone wants to fight him because, well, that's he's got the belt. Islam, you know, a good friend of yours, same thing now. Now people want to fight him when before they didn't want to fight him. That's what Josh is talking about. You've come out and you said, look, I'm human. You know, I just want to fight. And you've talked about wanting to fight multiple times throughout the year. You want to get these fights in. When you take a look at the people that are above you, are those the only ones that you'll fight? Or you'll say, in the end, I don't care. I'll take someone below me. I want to be busy. 
this is what I see and I have to, I try to, they say media, okay, I try to say to in media something, I want to say, do like, hey, let's go fight, I'm gonna be busy, I wanna move everybody, I'm doing this, about training, I'm training, about fight, I, I, I'm fighting, I I have four fights, three finish, you understand, I'm trying to do everything, what, what can help me become champion, but I don't know, this is not working. <laughs> <laughs> The, you do the one thing I know that you got to do. Pick the person if you were gonna be able to fight anyone besides besides Aljamain Sterling, who is the champ. I'm not gonna give you the champ right now, but if you were able to pick anybody in that, would it be Dominic Cruz? Would it be Corey Sanhagen? Would it be Marab? Who would be the guy that you would pick to be? That's the guy I want that's above you. I really, I really don't care. I don't care, like, I won't fight with anybody. I really don't care who will be with me against in the cage. And I don't care, like, I don't want to say to this guy, somebody scared to me, I'm, like, really, really tough. But I don't know why. Okay, if somebody say to in my division, hey, I want to fight with anybody, I'm here. <laughs> well, here, I'll do it for you. You understand? No, there, there are people here. They don't want to fight you. They're scared of fighting you because they see how good you are. 16-0 says a lot there, Umar. That is not an easy thing to get to, and you're only getting better. If if somebody in fa fa top 15 going to say to, hey, who, who want to fight with me? And I have to say, hey, I'm here, please. I'm here, guys. <laughs> I'm <And> here. <laughs> but, but, but one thing. I know understand. I have question for these guys. Hey, mm -hmm. in your division, have different guy, same fighter, mm -hmm. not special nothing. And he say, hey, somebody, please take this fight. I'm gonna fight. Oh, okay. If I will see somebody wanna say, right now I have fight, but after anybody, I have to say, I, I will be wait you. But about me, nobody don't say nothing. You understand? <laughs> So you're not getting called out. We know that. Huh? You're not going to get called out. No one's going to sit there and go, I want Umar Nurmagomedov. That's that's not a, unless when you become the champion, you're going to have people then, saying, I want Umar. Just, then just it's easier. Then. I think just then. <laughs> yeah. I agree so, but with if, you. If I take a look, though, behind you, there's some good, there's some great talent behind you as well. You've got Saeed Nurmagomedov. You've yes, got yes. you've got Adrian Giannis. He's a stud. He's a, a very well-rounded fighter. Striker. Very good on the feet. Good striker. Chris Gutierrez, phenomenal fighter. Uh, even Jack Shore making a good run right now. He's sixteen and one. He's he a phenomenal. Jack, Jack Shore. Yes. Uh, Did he say he he changed his weight? Oh, he, he goes forty. Go so you were supposed to fight Jack Shore. That fight yes. was canceled, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, the our fight canceled because of uh, I forget why they they they, they asked me fight with him and maybe I I was injured uh, mm. I I didn't remember right now why uh, and they give this fight for Timur Ali mm. even even him right now uh, I he has like lose mm -hmm. his last fight he, he lost to Rico Simon even to him I I will agree I say to yes. But uh, Sean Shelby say he's he's changed his weight and he go yeah. to up because of hard cutting weight. 
Yeah. Got it. When I when I look at the weight classes though, like you said, anybody you'll be you're willing to fight anybody anytime. <clears throat> um how much when you're talking about this, are you because I see the same thing with with Habib, I see the same thing with Islam and even Abu Bakr. You guys try to really get in as many fights as you can in between Ramadan and and your and your guys's season to perform. How much of an impact does that have on you in terms of your scheduling with your guys's performances for fights? I always want to fight before Ramadan, March, after June, mm -hmm. after and. Uh, and and in Abu Dhabi, November, October, four fights mm -hmm. in the one year. Right now, I think this is impossible. Uh, this is impossible because of different things too. Don't, nobody don't wanna fight. Okay, mm -hmm. even I will fight in the June next fight. After mm -hmm. the, the I have to, even if I say to I wanna fight with September and December. I think they don't wanna. They didn't. They will didn't find. Yeah. And what I can do, I I can do like if they when they send me contract, I sign and go to inside cage, try to win and go ahead. When 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 you are done um, after Ramadan, does your body take time to recover? Do you need time to get your body back into training? And how much time is that? Uh, one month after one month after Ramadan, one month I can take fight. Okay. I can, I can, nice. I can fight. I, I hope I will fight end of the May or beginning mm -hmm. June. Do you notice? And I, this has been something on my mind for a long time. And do you notice a difference in your performance um, after your month of Ramadan? Like, like a, almost like a cleanse of your body. Like, because you guys don't eat during the day, correct? Right, right, right. <laughs> and then just water, just water during the day. Nothing. Nothing. We cannot and drink. Then, we cannot eat. And then, and then in the evening, you guys, once the sun goes down, you guys are allowed to to eat and drink, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But do you notice a difference? Do you notice a difference in your body when you come back to training? We know what we're doing. We're changing our schedule, and we're doing like this. Um, uh, all all day we rest. Mm -hmm. All day we rest, and before. Uh, before eat, like uh, when we have time, when we can uh, eat. Uh, before eat, I doing one training. Maybe this, like you know, maybe this it it will be skills like training Muay Thai or wrestling. Maybe it will be like run. I doing one training. Mm -hmm. uh, after I go eat, uh, we doing we have like uh, two times we're going to mosque for pray. We have praise and between and before before sleep before fajr this it's it's it will be like maybe twelve o'clock. We're doing one more training, go eat, go sleep, and we're doing this work all month. We we literally changing uh, our uh, schedule. Yeah. And uh, this is this is not easy, but it's okay. Who cares? My my opponent don't care. Uh, have I problem? Not have. I'm fasting. Not fasting. When I go to inside the cage, he don't ask me anything. He he will try to like smash me. But do you notice uh, my point? My question was: Do, do you, you notice, notice like a though? cleansing from it? Do you think it helps you in a certain way that it kind of it cleans you out and gets you ready for the all the fights for the rest of the year? Uh, this is like. Uh, who uh, I would say like 
Who knows? They say yes. Ramadan cleaning, fasting. When you fasting, your body cleaning. Mm-hmm. You you recovering, and I think it's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I noticed a difference. Um, you know, throughout your, you know, with not just you, with Habib, with even Abu Bakr and everyone that I noticed a difference in terms of your guys' strength, your guys' um, <clears throat> endurance, all of those things. And especially during those months right after Ramadan, it seems like there's a lot more focus. It seems there's a lot more uh, energy. And maybe that just might be from the food intake or whatever it is. But I do notice a difference in training with you guys for all those years. And so I was asking you if you guys notice a difference in the, in your performances after Ramadan. It if it, it it will be close, I don't wanna take this fight because after mm. Ramadan I need a little bit time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if after one month it's okay. Yeah. If I will be four four weeks, I will I will keep training in Ramadan. I will do my job, and and one month it's it 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 will be nice, and you know like. Uh, my time is changing. Mm-hmm. My time is changing. I will I will wake up night and sleep day, and we will, I will come to American for this last month before fight. For jet lag, it's very good. Mm-hmm. I know the jet lag, like going back. You know, my body is ready for for sleeping. Mm-hmm. Sleep time. Coming up in the bantamweight division, we have a championship fight between Aljamain Sterling and the. Former champion, two division champion, Henry Cejudo. And then you also have a number one versus number two with Piotr Jan. I think Piotr's still two. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, not number one. Number two and number three with between Piotr Jan and Marab. You take a look at those two fights. How is it that you think that they're going to play out? Who do you think is going to win in those? Um, with uh, Aljamin Sterling and uh, Gendy Cejudo, if Henry don't give him wrestling and if he defends his takedowns, I think Henry will beat him. I, I think like this because Henry was fighting uh, with too many guys who have good striking and he did, he, he, he showed good job. So- about uh, about Merab and Piotr, mm, I think same. If Piotr don't give him wrestling and, and if uh, if Peter will be uh, distance you understand I think mm-hmm. Peter will beat him but if Mirab gonna take him down and Mirab w- will do his job I think Peter will lose because of uh, like you know he uh, Mirab is not like usually fighter he's he's a little bit crazy he didn't do like everybody he, he did in the movie like everybody. He going forward like crazy. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's why you need good good defense. That's why you need go always keep distance and work with him. I think Peter much better than his strike. Much much better. Is in he's, striking, yeah. Yes, but about fight when you go to inside, you you not will just boxing. This is fight. You you can wrestling. You can do everything. And uh, if 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 Mirab if Peter will give him do his job, I think Mirab Mirab will win. Out of those four fighters, I mean, have you trained with them? Any of them? With I, I was training with Henry one time. Uh, it was maybe twenty seventeen, maybe like before, like you know, maybe eighteen. 
and we was grapple, just grapple. Yeah. Then he was a fighter like one 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 twenty five. Mm-hmm. He was small, and one one time I would just was grapple with him, and this is nothing about skills. One yeah. to five minutes. This is. You can't get enough from that sample size. You can't get enough information. You can't get enough information from that sample size. One five-minute round is not enough to let you know how you feel. Yeah, nothing. You know, Henry, he he had came out to AKA when he first came from the Olympics to see if he was going to train at AKA. And then he ended up going uh, somewhere else. But he was considering coming to AKA to train. That would have been interesting to have him there at at, at AKA with us. Then, this is then this is this time when he he was come to AK. Hmm. Uh, he was come to with his coach, but I just grappled with him one time and hmm. it was um, like now I think I'm I'm now and then I'm like two different uh, fighter. Yeah, but now I'm much better. I think. Yeah, and we you, think so too. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because we, I tell the story all the time when you first came to the gym, when you first came to AK and I was fighting um, and then, you know, you were helping train and you were training with me and we were rolling and grappling and uh, I didn't realize how young you were. And I think when you first came to AK, you were 19 and then you were just about to turn 20 and there's to see the progression of how much better and how focused you are now. It's, um, it mean it, it. It says a lot about your. It says a lot about you in terms of your focus, and I I, I admire that a lot. Uh, a lot of a lot of you know, Josh. When when somebody when somebody has around him very very tough guys, mm-hmm. this is impossible. He will he will improve for mm-hmm. sure one hundred percent because of Islam Islam Ahmed of Mahachev Habib. These guys all the time smash me. All the time, do stand like a lot of ambition, joke me, joke like do everything, you know. And but step by step, I understand how I can protect myself. How I can do something like uh, move. How I can gear up, you know. And step by step, I improve. This is, I think, what what did me like. This is one hundred percent. If I was if if I was different place with different team, I think I, I'm not will be like this Omar. For sure. What is different? So like Habib and Islam, they, they train with his with his father and they have more of a wrestling type background. You and your brother Usman have more of a Taekwondo style stand up, but you still have wrestling. But not it's not the same type of wrestling that Habib and Islam have. What 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 was it like growing up that made you guys so different in your styles of fighting? Me and Usman was training to Muay Thai, maybe three for five uh, a year. Uh, I know this Islam and uh, uh, Habib never go to like same school. You know, mm-hmm. they, they 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 improve his boxing here. Habib improved to with Javier Mendes. And they 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 they, uh, they become better in the like with everybody you know like in MMA in MMA training, mm-hmm. but me and Rosman we from white school we was competition in Dagestan in Russian uh, challenge uh, like Russian championship like this, and uh, that's why I think because of when you do something three years 
for four years, of course we have to, we'll be good there. And uh, between Habib and uh, Islam in the grappling and his game, I think Islam, Islam try to choke you. Islam try to change position, and Islam doing like, like uh, chase. You know, he change, he, he play with you. Yeah. But Habib's game, Hab Habib smash you. You know, he try to do with you everything. <laughs> like he he grab you with you like like this. He 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 grab you, and he don't wanna give you any uh, place. He 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 make you tired and kill. <laughs> kill. <laughs> yeah. Last bit kills you. Yeah. Look, let me ask you this because you've been now fighting. You're 27 years old, so you're still so young. You're young in the sport. You have so much more as far as years of fighting if you if you decide to do that. But your brother is even younger at 24. And now he has become the champion over in Bellator. Is that frustrating in a way to you? Or is it like, that's nah, just part of the way things are? What, what? Can you ask me? I didn't understand. Sure. Your brother is 24 years of age, three years younger than you, and you guys have been fighting close to the same amount of time, really. Uh huh. And he is now, he's 16 and 0. He's going into his 17th professional uh -huh. fight. You're 16 and 0. Between you two guys, 32 and 0. But he has been given the opportunity to fight for a championship. He won that championship. He is now no. the, the lightweight champion in Bellator. Does that fact that he's younger than you in any way frustrate you, or is it now it's all good? That's my brother. Of course, this is what makes me happy, and I'm 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 not have challenge with him, even if he will be like fifty zero, I will be two zero. It's okay. This is my brother, and anything from him doing me happy, and uh, uh you know what uh, I see in the our team? Like every new generation become better, uh, like uh, early. You understand? Because like uh, what Habib know when uh, he's thirty, he teach me when I'm twenty five. Same, Rusman know everything in the game when he's twenty two. Yeah. That's why he become better. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. That's why because of. Nobody pushed Habib when he was 20. Habib not was his uh, under like big brother who champion in the UFC who know about game everything. That's why this guy teach us, he show us everything and because of, just because of this we improve. Because of this we we, we hear like uh, and we know about this game everything. When we in the village he 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 he, he can not control he just calling, hey, come to here, come to gym, and he he grapple with us. He show us like mm, everything. He talk about mental, talk about training, how like how we'll be serious. Uh, serious. I think that's why, just that's why. What what makes your guys's relationship so close? Is it because of the training? Like you know, I'm just being honest, like. You guys are all like you never see one of you guys by yourself. It's always together. You with your brother, you with Abu Bakr, or you with Islam, Mamadaf. Like it's always with someone. You know what makes you guys so close? 
uh, I think our religion, Josh, our religion, and uh, you know when people have same idea, they become close. They have like same same goal. They have same religion. They have same like uh, they mind. I think that's why. So yeah, because even even like like I said, it's not just you and your you know your cousin Habib and 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 Usman. It's also Islam. It's also and I know Abu Bakr is your cousin also, but then there's also both Islams and how close you guys are. And now you guys have a younger younger kids um, that are also at AK, and then also the ones that walk that travel around with you guys, and they are also getting better and they are also learning. So I just wanted to know because you see you guys. I saw you in Chicago and it was 1030 at night and I got the video of it, of you guys in there at 1030 at night, Abu Bakr with Ali uh, lifting weights and you and Islam in the cycling room doing your work, you know, doing your work on the bike. And where does that, where does that work ethic come from, from you guys? I think this is because uncle built this. Uncle uh, Habib Fazer um, make this happening. Uh, he teach everybody. He, he show how we can be like um, close friends. How we can help each other. And uh, this is this this is like I I I see like one reason like religion and same goal. Just just this one because I know when I fight. When I need help, Islam will be come. He will help. Of course, when he's need for help, I will be there. Anytime. I don't want to watch. I have something. I have plans or no. I have to go. I have to help. And everybody in the team, same, same, same mind. Everybody think like this. Yeah. If if we can, we help. And and we we have to be close. We have to be be help and. Uh, I don't know how I can. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a good answer. Yes, it's good. Look, MMA has gone through a series. I don't know how how long have you been watching mixed martial MMA, arts? I, yeah. I I beginning watch with Habib fight uh, UFC. I beginning watch with uh, when Habib fight with Kamal Salarus. This is my mm. first fight when uh, when I watch. Before I never did. Not, I never. Uh, I was play US uh, game. Yeah. U UFC game. <laughs> <laughs> I was play, but I didn't watch. Uh, then in Russia, uh, right now in the Russia, Russian like uh, tele uh, tele canal like Match TV show UFC. Before not, before you have to find the link, watch like in internet. And I was very young. I didn't uh, was I don't have like a phone, nice phone. I just was what uh, Nokia. I just con uh, can't. Uh, I'm here. No. You got a burner. The little brick yeah, phone. phone. <laughs> yeah. That's why. That's why. Uh, first, first, uh, my UFC fight. I watch uh, uh, Habib. I watch uh, on his home with his father, with uncle, and I remember this time. First so. You know, M MMA has gone through just a series of different times and places where. Different styles took over. Different, you know, people were coming in and doing different things. 
And we had the time of Lyoto Machida, one part wrestling with Randy Couture, Dan Severn, all of them, Mark Coleman, wrestling was the big thing. And then it got into the karate thing. Then right now there's that, it's kind of like a saying, the Dagestani fighters, Dagestani fighter, a fight, you know, this fighter, this Dagestani fighter. Do you give all the credit for the Dagestani fighters to Abdulmanap? Is he the guy that really made it all happen? Yes, and different schools too. This is doing everybody. Zabit, uh, like Ankalaev, uh, different guys. And you know, when I was last last time in Bilatar, there was Royce Gracie, and he said, Everybody ask me why so good Dagestan fighters because of these guys his discipline they didn't drink they didn't go to party they didn't do anything these guys just training they he, he, he got that from Josh Thompson because that's all Josh talks about with you guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's true again I, I feel I feel like your guys's success comes from there is no discipline. there is no drinking it's all discipline there's no drinking there's motivation there's training the 10 30 at night on the bike well i mean i'm gonna be honest i was downstairs with these guys having food and drinking a beer damn straight you, you guys were upstairs <laughs> getting work in you guys were making yourselves better and i know that i'm older i'm not fighting anymore but even if i was fighting at that time i probably would have been doing the same thing the american um whether it's Australian, American, Brazilian, other cultures, other people, they're not as disciplined when it comes to year around. It's one thing to be that way in a camp. Almost every fighter's not doing drugs or not drinking, not you know eating uh, unhealthy during their camp. That's all they're doing is eating healthy and taking care of themselves during camp. But you guys do that year around. There's no drinking. There's, you're not chasing women. You're not at nightclubs until 2, 3 in the morning. Like you guys are focused. Yeah, you guys are focused. And I, I, I feel like that's a big that's a big deal. Hey, you have to you have to choose. I think like this, you have to choose what you want. If you wanna be fighter, like uh, like everybody, you can not like can if you will doing this one, you will be like everybody. If you wanna become champion, you have to cut all, all this. You have to follow your goal, follow your dream and be disciplined, be professional, and doing your job like uh, better than everybody. Yeah. That's why all the time, like Habib, uh, he he motivate us like this. Hey, if somebody training more than you, he will beat you. You cannot you cannot be uh, for sure. If you're not training more than everybody, you will become champion. You have to do this. How you? He says something. He sometimes he say like this. How you sleep when you know somebody training more than you? <laughs> That's true. It's, it's a good quote. I right, sleep so, actually on my left side, to be honest, <laughs> like this. <laughs> Very well. So let, let's look at it this way. It is now 2023, basically the beginning. In your estimation, the way you plan it out, do you believe you're going to get this title shot? Somewhere in 2023 is going to take you to 2024 to get that that opportunity. I didn't understand, Josh. Uh, Wait, John. right now you are sitting at number 11 in the rankings. Uh huh. You're looking for fights, and no one wants to fight you. You say you'll fight anyone, and I believe you. And I love when you put out, "Look, I'm human, guys." You know, <laughs> it was a it was a great tweet. 
but do you think that you're going to possibly have to wait until 2024 to get that opportunity at that title? Or do you think that maybe you get three fights here in 2023 or so, and you could possibly get that title shot? I think it's going to be, I will fight for the title and I'm, I will be lucky if, if the, I will fight end of the 2024. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't think they, they will give me this year. I don't, I hope, I hope I will fight three, four fights. I think for sure they, they will give me three, four fights. And then maybe I will be fighting for the ca- ca- uh, contender. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. So if I look at the breakdown in terms of the weight, in terms of your weight class, obviously you would love to have the Dominic Cruz fight, but I think John and I both agree that Dominic Cruz is going to try Dominic's to avoid not gonna you. Take that He's not going to take that fight against you. And I don't blame is, him. Which is, yeah, don't we don't blame him. I know you respect him. You've come out publicly and said yeah. you respect him. You admire him as a fighter. You respect him as a fighter. He's a legend. I think everyone here on this podcast can agree he's a legend, but he won't take that fight. But if we look at these, I like stylistically, I like your matchup against Pedro Munoz. If you were to fight Pedro, that'd be a great fight. Uh, you know, Rob Font. Rob Font. Marlon I, Vera. All those are good fights. I look at those fights, yeah, but if I want to get you to the title within, say, three fights, I say the Pedro Munoz fight gets you to number nine. That gets you back into action. And then you basically go right to Corey Sanhagen and see how Corey Sanhagen ends up after his next fight. After that, you're pretty much looking at the number one guy after that, whether it's Sean O'Malley, Marab, or Davlashili, or, or Marlon Vera. One of those guys will be your third fight to see if you fight for the title. That's kind of the breakdown of if I was to handpick you. I mean, is that the way? I, I Do you agree with me, or would you like to have a different path? Pedro Munoz, Corey Sanhagen, and then the winner of whoever's at the top at the end of the year would be Sean O'Malley, Peter Yan, Marab, or Marlon Vera. One of those four guys will be number two or number one by the end of this, the end of this year. Maybe, I think... More more than everybody will be take with me fight maybe uh, Adrian Martinez. Okay. Because of I'm eleven, he's under than me. He's fourteen or thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and and somebody who will lose maybe if he will lose somebody somebody when somebody lose he didn't have to choose you know he yeah. they have to say hey you have to fight or not you know yeah and uh, or you will be wait. When you when you look at so, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm really don't know who will take with me fight. I'm really don't yeah. want know, and I don't want to say too. Uh, for example, Mirab scared to me, or like uh, Marlon Vera scared to me. That's why he didn't uh, fight, yeah. or somebody different, or Rob Front scared. Yeah. I don't want to say to this because of everybody has a plan. They 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 everybody want to fight who, like under the, uh, him uh, in the ranking. Uh, and everybody will fight for the title, but but when when I'm when they ask him fight with this guy, and they will say to no, that then I wanna say to hey, scare guys, yeah. go home, <laughs> yes. drink coffee, and retire. Don't say nobody you fighter. <laughs> when you look at Sean O'Malley, who's really. I mean, when he came on the scene, he came out of the Dana White's Contender Series. 
He talked a lot. He's got the flashy, you know, look. He does, you know, the different colored hairstyles. But the guy can fight. When you look at him, though, do you believe you match up well with Sean? I, I, I just believe I will fight with him for the title and, uh, and no different, like, chance. And I don't want to say, I, I want to, I, I hope everybody will understand. I, I really respect his skills. I think he's a good fighter. I not I not th- think uh, he there because of he uh, like he's a lucky guy. No, he's he's tough guy. He's doing good job, and uh, but I not think he's uh, he's uh, he's number one in the ranking. Got it. So uh, I, I I I'm not I'm not think he better than me like anywhere. All right, so I'm gonna change gears a little bit, and I want to talk about your brother. Yeah, he's got a he's got a big fight coming up against uh, Benson Henderson, someone I know pretty well. He's very well rounded. He's a legend in the sport. You know, multiple time UFC champion, multiple time or was it a yeah multiple time WC yeah. champion? Yeah, he's in this camp. I've been in the gym. I've been in AK a couple times to watch him train, watch him spar. He looks really good. Looks really sharp. Um, when you look at him. And you match him up against Benson. Where do you see that that he will be able to most likely just take apart Benson? I think uh, he will just striking, not give him wrestling, and I think Rashawn can beat him. Even 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 if he will try to grapple, try to do something. I think uh, Rashawn is tough, and he have skills for defense, for attack, and and for finish this guy. And uh, to be honest, uh, he's older. He's turning thirty-nine. Yeah, I I don't think he have reserve or energy for for be like tough fighter. So so many years. And uh, but we have to respect him. He he's really a legend, uh, and uh, he was so many time in the MMA and. Uh, just respect, John. I, I look at it when when I tell people all the time. One of the hardest things is not the fight itself. You know, when you're the fighter, you can, some will get nervous for things, but you know, you're in control. What is it like being on the outside of the cage when your brother is fighting? Do you get more nervous when he's fighting, or more nervous when you are? You know, this is uh, too many times asking. Everybody asks this question, and you, why why you nervous more when you corner because of you cannot do anything. No control. You not control. You not doing yeah. anything. You know, you just can say to please do this. <laughs> please give, give advice. You know, uh, but when you go to inside the cage. After very good training camp, you you feeling like beast. You know, I doing this many times. I'm here for smash this guy. That's why you're a little bit more nervous when you corner. Uh, but if if you uh, if you saw how how work your brother and he Rusman really did very good job. He was very like like professional doing like. Go sleep, eating, sleep, like everything. He he did good job. He he's really ready. He ready for 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 anybody. 
and I'm sure he, he, he will show his best performance. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I was trained, I, uh, what's it called? I was training with Habib, and then um, I went to go corner him. And I kind of had an idea of how good he was and what he was good at. And it was like playing a video game. I say, hey, takedown. Hey, punch, takedown. And it was it was like playing a video game. He would do everything and he would do it on cue and control top position. And I mean, obviously, I'm, yeah, but I'm when he's not doing that. That's when it's frustrating. Yeah, that's when it's frustrating, right? When it's your brother and he's like not listening to you when you you want him to. It's got to be frustrating. Uh, if he not will listen, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> Usman, Usman, Usman. Even if I will take uh, to, uh, even I will give him advice like take him down. If he feel uh, better and he see he can like fight uh, striking better and uh, mm -hmm. he doing his job like he will he will striking. I know this. But I can told him like be distance and like uh, be distance like give him advice in the striking. No, he's Usman is like little bit. Uh, even Habib, he doing like very very hard. He give very hard time for Javier Mendes when he he was fighting with Barboza. Mm -hmm. Barboza all around say to him, "Hey, take him down, take him down." He didn't listen, you know. <laughs> He, 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 he yeah, I did that striking. fight. I remember it. <laughs> yeah, he keeps striking, and when when we go to uh, between rounds, Javier say, "Hey, I told you, take him down. You can finish him." He say, "Yes, yes, okay. Go uh, next round and doing what he wants. You know what we can do." <laughs> no. Fresh, you as a coach, pull your hair out. Javier is already losing his hair, so he needs yeah. to keep as much of it as he can. No more mullets oh. for Javier. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hey, in your last fight, though, you fought a guy in Ronnie Barcelos, who's a very good fighter, good wrestling, good stand-up, but you looked fantastic. And the left hook that you landed, thank you, thank it, was, you. It, was, it was one of those shots where it looks like it hardly touches him. It goes so fast, and he snapped so quick and went down so easy with it. Was that one of those ones, did it feel like as soon as you touched him, you knew, or was it one that felt like you hardly did touch him? Uh, it was uh, first time when I knock him on somebody, and it was first time when I feel this is like, you know, I I remember this moment like somebody like this is was like one second. I I I can like repeat this like ten minutes. You know, slowly I see everything <laughs> in front of my eyes, and I didn't I didn't think. I can knock him out. Somebody never, and this is happening because of now. I understand how this working. This he didn't see this this punch. Mm -hmm. He watched on my knee, and I I give him left uh, hand. That's why he didn't watch. That's why, it was not hard punch. It was very very easy. Yeah, like yeah, light, but it, it, put him out. <laughs> yeah, and because of he didn't see, he he, he go to knock him out. That was beautifully done. Just want to tell you, it was like so smooth and easy. It was like, Jesus. That's why no one wants to fight you, though. You can't keep doing those things. <laughs> I, I talked about your brother. I talked about your fights. I talked about your division. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about, though, was ask you was, you know, Cain Velasquez is back in the gym. 
and he's been working with the fighters. And I saw him yesterday, actually, for the first time uh, in the gym, and we chatted for a while. He's motivated. He loves being in there with the younger talent. What's it like been ha- What's it been like having him back in the gym? Uh, well, you know, every everybody in the gym thankful, and, and everybody uh, happy because of his uh, he he come back and he he he, he give like. He give if if can give you advice, he will doing this like your father, you know, very very like kind. He care about you. Say hey, don't do this. You can, if you will do like this takedown, you can eat me. You have to do like this, and he show, and he will stay with you, uh, be, like until you, you doing this good. You understand? He's he's he, he, everybody everybody feeling. Everybody feeling good because of him, and in the gym have like a nice, nice energy, and everybody feeling legend is here. You know, <laughs> he gave everybody nice energy. There's yeah. no doubt he's a legend. You know, Gosh, anything, anything else on this you want to go with? Can we? We got to let this man go because he's yes, go we, back do. To training, we do. We you know? do. So, yeah. Umar, I want to tell you, thank you so much for being on here. You. I know we're looking at a future champion in the UFC. You're going to have a long run. The real question is 16 and 0. Do you have to surpass Khabib? Do you have to beat that 29 and 0? <laughs> how many fights? Do you think 13? Do you how think? Many? <laughs> That's only 13 more. 13 more. Well, 14, 14 have, to pass him. I have I have 5 years for 13 fights. Yes, why not? Okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh, it sounds good. Hey, thank you for coming on the show. Best of luck in everything. I hope that you get an opponent soon because I cannot wait to watch your fight again. Thank you so much, My guys. man, Umar Nurmagomedov. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation we had with Umar Nurmagomedov. He's so fun. And you got to give him so much credit because, man, his English is actually not really bad at all. <laughs> Way better than my Russian because I would have done this in Russian if I could have. <laughs> Well, they call him the mini Habib, you know, and that's pretty much because he has very much a similar mentality is that I'm going to be champion. I'm not worried about anything else that happens. And if it was meant to be, it's meant to be. And his work ethic is shines through. Now, they all have a very similar work ethic, but some some of them stand up above the other ones. And their mentality is very key, believes he can't be beat. And and I think I mean I don't see anyone really right now in this division that I think can beat him. Sure, you're you're gonna say the top three, two or three, but that could happen on any given day in any division, you know, across the board when you're fighting the top two or three fighters in the world. Um, it's whoever had that night. He is just somebody that is gonna continue to get better. And John, we talked a little bit off air with him. He's like, He's like, uh, when I used to train with Josh when I first came, he used to smash me. It's like, and I said, we were in Seattle and John brought it up to him. He goes, man, I got into like a little clinch position. I go, he was a kid when I left AKA. I go, now I go, he's not a kid anymore. He's a man. He has that man strength. He's got that feel to him of, man, I'm trying to move him, trying to underhook him, trying to do these things. He's uh he's a man. He's coming into his own, and it's it's actually so great to see, man. Like I said, he came into AK at, like towards the end of him being nineteen years old, twenty years old, and 
just a really respectful, always picking my brain, always wanted to know knowledge. Ask, how do you do this? How can I do this? Show how me this, get- Josh. Show me this. Yes. <laughs> like, please, you know, please, please show me how to make the sweep. And, you know, like things like that. He just wanted to know how you, how I set things up and he would bug me and bug me. And, but it wasn't even bugging me. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I loved when fighters, young fighters have that sense of, uh, just urgency. And willingness to learn something new. Didn't matter who it was and who it was coming from. They wanted to know, especially if something was kind of giving them a little bit of a problem or things that were, um, not even just giving them problems, things that were just like, Oh, that was cool. Can I see it? And just let me see how you set it up. Let me see how you do it. Just a fantastic young man. So pleasure having him on and, uh, looking forward to seeing his brother fight this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, Dave, you got any news for us? Or are we just going to, what are we doing? So we, uh, we're not going to cover anything else here, but we will. Um, we're, we've got a plan to do a live at some point with between now and and, um, and the weekend, and we'll mm-hmm. do a live. We'll address uh, a couple of fights that were announced, um, and that'll be on OnlyFans. So make sure you guys are uh, over there so you can see when we're live. Yeah, and then um, yeah, we'll co- we'll cover that with John. Uh, John, Dave, D- you have about ten minutes. Yeah, do you have about ten minutes. Kate? I wanted to touch something real quick, just real quick, in regards to our last show, our paper. You be careful coverage. what you're touching there. Mr. I know, I know. <laughs> Like to you know, touch was it? Yeah. Um, is I wanted to make sure it was clear. Look, in no way was I talking about John Jones and his and his and his his what do you call it? His uh, list of fighters that he's beaten. Um, I, I want to make sure that John gets the respect he deserves when it comes to his talents, his abilities, his his. And if you want to call him the goat, like I said, you guys can call him the goat. He's in that list. Obviously, there's it's however you want to interchange him. And people are going to continue to say that because he's the hot new fighter on the top. He's always been the hot new fighter on the top. It's him, GSP. And people could say for Fedor, you know, in terms of being the heavyweight GOAT. The list was long for Fedor as well. And there's other fighters that are in that mix. I'm not taking anything away from John whatsoever. My, the, my process on all of this was I wanted people to understand that I am a lightweight guy. Lightweight guys never get the respect, not just lightweight, the Bantamweights, the, the, the 145 pounders, even up to the 170s. Those guys will don't ever really get the respect they deserve. That's why they haven't had such long-standing champions is because there is so many people that are just as good as the champion. And John, you touched on this that night. The depth of the 205, the depth of the heavyweight is not deep enough to really have threats to John Jones and somebody of his caliber. Someone of his abilities to threaten him every single fight. And those guys, when you look at 130, when you look at 135 right now, it's, it's killer's row in not just one promotion across the board in almost all promotions. True. You know, um, that have the 135 pound division, 145 killer's row. Like it's just every single time there's another guy that's coming up and it's just, and they're all the way down top 10, top 15. John doesn't, John's never had that of, 15 guys in a row that could beat him you know it's been okay you got three good great guys name value you got shogun you got vitor you know you've got those top level fighters those are the cream of the crop that he's beaten i'm not taking that away from him at all whatsoever and he made it look easy against those fighters i get what that is i get i get and to be champion for as long as he was you can't take that away and no, no matter what i say i can't take that away from him absolutely not my thought on it though is the reason why those guys down below in the lighter weight classes, they don't get the respect they deserve is because they can't put together a stint that long because there's so many young and up and coming fighters. And that's no fault of John's. But I feel like those young, those, those lighter weight fighters have a harder time 
achieving that GOAT status because there's so many top-level fighters for them to continue to fight for a 12 or a 10-year or a 14-year period or whatever John's been able to do it for. It's just not possible for those lightweight fighters. That should tell you something right off the bat that it's, like I said, no disrespect to him. It's not disrespect, and it's no fault of his own, but it's a lot harder to be champion for a long period of time in those lighter weight classes, and I put a little bit more weight into those fighters, all of them across the board, that are in the lighter weight class and the Bantams and the featherweights and the lightweights and maybe even into the into the, into the welterweight division than I do into the 185, into the 205, and into the heavyweight. That's just my take. When I look at the heavyweight division, I look at the 205-pound division, I look at the 85-pound division, the top five can maybe compete with the champ, even now to this day. But then you get past that, and it's very watered down. You look at the Bantamweight division right now, give me somebody in the top 15, that guy could probably fight for the title and make it competitive. Give me somebody in the in the featherweight division in the top 10, that guy, number 10, could probably make it competitive in the, in the, for the championship fight. Not against Volkanovski. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this, you, you might be right. You might be right. You might be right. But styles make matchups. You never know. No, it does. You know, so, and then you look at the lightweight division, the top 15, the top 10, those, that, that guy at number 10 could make it competitive at, in the, in the title fight. <laughs> so that is kind of the direction I was trying to go. And at four, th- four in the morning, it wasn't coming out that way. And I want to make sure that it, cause it did bother me when I got done. I went back and I listened to the show myself and I was like, it did sound like you were trying to be a hater. And no way am I trying to be a hater. No way. I got a lot of love and respect for John Jones in the cage. Outside of stuff, like I'm not going to let that get carried in to how I feel about him outside the cage. His abilities, his fighter. You're talking about him as yes. I'm talking about him as an athlete and him as a fighter. That's it. And he is he is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So I just want to make sure that I got cleared up. Got nothing but love and respect for the guy inside that cage. Just just an animal, just an animal, and he makes it look easy. And that's that's hard to do. It doesn't matter who you're fighting. So he deserved a little bit more respect and a little bit more. Love from my from my side and my perspective that this that's how I wanted to present it. It just didn't come out that way. I just want to make sure we cleared that up. But hey, guys, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Join us over at OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. Like I said, some extra content coming your way this week. It doesn't cost you anything. It's free. Okay, we're just throwing out some uh, some new content only available there on OnlyFans. And then on top of that, we will only be taking fan questions from that area on that page. So check it out over there. It is free. Hopefully you guys join us, OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. John, go ahead, take us away, bud. Hey, everyone, you got some fantastic fights coming up this weekend. You've got, on Friday night, Bellator is coming out with a fantastic main event of Peter Yan versus Marab Davalashili. I can't even say it right now. <laughs> but be sure that you catch them all because they're going to be an incredible weekend of fights. And we hope that you enjoy the show and Mr. Umar Nurmagomedov. And we will see you.